You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. We've just finished the tractate of Yom Tov, of Beitzer, the tractate of the egg, which tries to enumerate the differences between Yom, Yom Tov and Shabbat, between Shabbat and the festivals. And we learned that these all center around essentially carrying and cooking. So we've, we've tracked out, if you like, that taxonomy. And we're now going to move on to the tractate of Moed Katam. This is out of the normal order of the, uh, of, as they appear in Seder Moed. We're, we're leaving the normal order slightly. We're moving on to Moed Katam because Moed Katam, in the same way, tries to enumerate the distinctions between a regular festival, we could say Yom Tov, and the intermediate days of the festival. So the middle days of Pesach and the middle days of Shavuot. We're, in other words, we're continuing our enumeration of what we do and what we don't do on festivals. But now we're going to focus on the intermediate days. And just as we found on the uh, tractate of Beitzer, remember we found that it was really driven by the rabbis. There weren't any strong pesukim or mitzvot to drive the tractate as there are, as we saw, for example, in Shabbat or Erovin in many other places. We're going to find as well in the tractate of Moed Katan that there are certain principles which run right the way through the tractate and we'll look at them right now but these are learned by the rabbi they're really taught by the rabbis rather than being taught from the pasukim although you know being taught from the verses although they are actually hinted at in the verses and we'll see in a minute that the rabbis learn the key principles about the intermediate days from the verses and the the best way to begin uh, I, the as far as I can see, anyway. I mean, I think the only way to begin is is and certainly that is what is re- recommended by Kahati, who's written the classic commentary on the Mishnah. The way to begin is actually with a um, a Baraita, a rabbinic saying in the Talmud in Chagiga. So we haven't learned Chagiga yet. We will learn Chagiga. We'll learn it. It's the last tractate in Moed. So we will get to Chagiga when we finish Moed. But the the tractate of Chagiga on page 18 begins to teach the distinctions between these middle days and first and last days of the festivals. And it says as follows. Tanya Idach. Sheishishim tochal matzot vayom hashviyat seret lashem. It is taught elsewhere, and we're going to bring a teaching from elsewhere. We got a verse that says, this verse, by the way, is from the Pasha of Re'eh, or in, in, the, um, in the repetition of the Torah in, in, in the Sefer Devarim, in the Pasha of Re'eh, Moshe goes through all of the festivals of the Jewish people. And he explains about Pesach, that we eat Matzah on six days, and then on the seventh day, there's an atzeret. There's a stopping. It's translated very often as solemn assembly. 
But I just want to use the word atzeret to literally mean stopping. Because we're going to see in a minute that the Gemara is going to play with that word stop. Mashvi atzur, just as work, mashvi atzur, af sheishet yamim atzurin. Just as work is stopped on the seventh, work is stopped on the sixth day, on the six days too. So in principle, we stop work right the way through Pesach and by extension right the way through Sukkot. We can't work on the intermediate days. But the Gemara asks a question. If just as all work is stopped on the seventh day, should all work be stopped on the sixth day? So in other words, we know some work stops, but is all work stopping? And now we're going to quote the verse again. Talmud Lomar, Bayom Hashvi Atzeret. On the seventh day, there is a stopping. On the seventh day, the verse is specific about it. Hashvi Atzur Bechomalacha, Ve'ein Shishaya Mimatzurim Bechomalacha. The seventh day is, is stopping for all work. All work stopped for the seventh day, but not all work is stopped on the sixth day. So somehow we're going to stop work on both the intermediate days and on the first and seventh days, but not all work. And then the Gemara goes on to say, The text has entrusted the matter just to the sages to tell you on which day work is prohibited, on which day it's permitted, and which work is prohibited and which work is is permitted, i.e., we know there's a difference between the middle days and the end days. And you have to go to the sages to ask them what those differences are, i.e. look in the Mishnah. And Rashi comments there on Chagiga, or still in Chagiga, the text has entrusted the matter to the sages. Davar on Cholamor, they'll tell you what work is forbidden. Davar no ibudo aved, work that does not carry loss. In other words, work that we could carry out on other days without incurring any financial loss, that's forbidden. What what work is permitted? Davar ha aved, or Ibud, work that does carry loss. In other words, if there's a severe financial loss, we do it on Cholomwed. If there isn't a financial loss, we postpone it until afterwards. That's the guiding principle that um, we're going to follow in the tractate. And the Rambam says something very similar in his commentary on the first Mishnah. But let's just look at the first Mishnah because that will make it clearer. Mashkin betashlachen bamoed. They water an irrigated field during the festival. Uvashvi, and by the way, we water it in the sabbatical year as well. Bain mi mayan minyan Both from a new spring and a spring that's not just emerged. So, in other words, we've got an irrigated field. This is a field that we irrigate regularly. It's a field that can't survive without irrigation. 
it's going to die. If we don't irrigate it, the plants are going to die. We'll have a massive financial loss. So we are going to irrigate it on the festival. And similarly, by the way, we're going to irrigate it in the seventh year. We're not going to plough in the seventh year, but we can keep the trees or the fields alive in the seventh year. So that's what we're going to do. But... But and we're talking here about just opening up the opening up the probably opening up the the gates and the ditches to let the water flow on, because the Mishnah goes on. We're not going to irrigate with water from stored rain because we'd probably be carrying that around backwards and forwards. And not from a kilon. I'm not sure what a kilon is. Jastro translates it as a swipe and bucket, but I. I'm not even sure what a swipe and bucket means in English. Um, I think the Rambam says there's one interpretation which suggests that it's an incredibly deep well, which you need to, um, essentially you need a lot of effort to get the water out of this well. And I saw another commentary suggesting it's a machine for getting water out of the well. And maybe this is what the swipe and bucket is. Some kind of mechanism. It's some kind of mechanism for getting water up. And we don't do it on Cholamoed, we do do it for the rest of the year. The Ein Osin Ugyot Lakfanim. We don't make Ugyot. These Ugyot, they're not um, circles, they're not cakes. They are little ditches that we would dig around the plant to make the water stick. For Ein Osin Ugyot Lakfanim, we're not going to make ditches around the vines. This probably applies both in seventh year and on Cholamoed. We're not, we're not going to do something that looks like ploughing the land and we're not going to and we're not going to dig up the land and we're not going to put ourselves to work Rabbi, what about what if we need to make an irrigation channel Rabbi Elazar ben Azaria Omer Ein osin eta amabatchila bamoed uva shvit Rabbi Elazar ben Azaria says and again we're going to draw this parallel between the seventh year and Cholamoed, maybe there's an idea that, you know, God is taking care of us in both situations. We don't work, but we, you know, we kind of survive all the same. We're not going to make a new irrigation ditch on Cholamoed, because that is clearly, it's a pile of work. And we're not going to make it in the seventh year. Well, why not? Probably because it looks like we're ploughing the fields. The Rambam comments, actually, it's because when we dig out that ditch and then put the earth on the side, we essentially make all the seeds hidden in the earth sprout on the side. So the Rambam says it's a bit like um, it's a bit like improving. We're going to kick off. It's a bit like, yeah, it's, it's a bit like ploughing. It's, it's, it is a bit like ploughing the land. And the sages say you can make a new water channel in the seventh year. In other words, they don't take the view it's like ploughing. And we can repair broken ones during the festival. So again, we're not going to make a new a new water channel on the festival, but we will repair one that's gone broken. We can repair damage to other waterworks that are in the public domain. And we can clean them out. We're going to repair the roads and the marketplaces and the mikvahs. 
And we're going to do perform all these public needs that need to be performed. We're going to mark out the graves. We're going to mark out graves so Kohanim know where they can walk. And we'll see, by the way, as we go through the tractate of Moed Katan, not only is there the issue about, if you like, permitted and forbidden work, but the, 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 all the halachot of mourning are taught in the Mishnah of Moed Katan. So we'll see this We'll, we'll see these references to graves and to mourning coming again and again and again. sin af al And the Rambam explains there a whole bunch of public needs that we carry out, like cutting thorns and straightening deep places and building bridges. And then he says the reason that inspectors go out to inspect Kilaim is because labor is cheap on Cholamoid. Everybody's out of work. And so you can hire laborers really cheaply. And of course, this is public expenditure from the temple funds. And those who administrate the temple funds have an obligation to make sure that money is spent wisely. So if labor is cheap, they need to go out and recruit labor in order to do the work of the temple. And then the Rambam concludes, and the halachas according to the sages. So the sages look out effectively for the public good. Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov says, Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov Omer, We can draw water from tree to tree. So if we've got water around one tree, maybe in a little pool or a ditch, we can pull it, we can can lead it to the next tree. We, may we cut a little ditch to lead it to the next tree, but we don't. We're not going to. We're not going to water the whole of the field this way. Seeds that haven't drunk before the festival. We don't water them during the festival. Maimonides says that's because new. These are basically seeds that have never been planted before. Maimonides says, look, these are seeds that require a lot of work to make them sprout because they're fresh. But there's also a suggestion I saw in Kahati that these are not urgent. If they haven't sprouted before the festival, then they're not going to die. They're not going to die if we don't water them. So we can leave them alone. We go back to the principle that we began with, that if the work can be postponed until after the festival, we're going to postpone it. We only do urgent work during the festival. Actually, the sages allow it in both circumstances. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.